Will the Dallas Cowboys repeat as NFC East champions? All that and more in this episode of the Locked On Cowboys podcast. You are Locked On Cowboys, your Locked daily Dallas Cowboys on. podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Locked Network, your on. team every day. Locked On. Locked On. Locked, Locked On. Welcome back to the Locked On Cowboys podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We want to thank you for making us your first listen of the day. We are free and available on all platforms. And today's episode is brought to you by Brightco Jewelry and Watch Insurance. Brightco brings you comprehensive, fast, and affordable jewelry insurance for as low as $5 per month. Check out your special offer for Locked On listeners and get covered in under two minutes at bright.co forward slash locked on. That is bright.co forward slash locked on. I am Marcus Mosher. You can follow me on Twitter at Marcus underscore Mosher. He is Landon McCool. Check him out on Twitter at McCoolBCB. Landon, how are you doing today, sir? Doing well. Uh, we are well on our way to uh, getting into training, into the, the regular ah, the regular season, week yeah. one. Uh, and and first week against uh, Tampa Bay Bucks is going to be a very good game. I'm excited. It's weird that it's Wednesday already, uh, and it's we also weird that we're doing coming out today. By the way, I know it's crazy, and it's also weird that it's you know because of the way that the holiday work that we're doing questions on Wednesday. Yeah. But uh, but but we're we're just we're just improving. We're ready to go. We're, we're we're doing whatever it takes to get into the regular season swing of things. Yeah, I, we've got some really good questions, but let's start with this one, Landon. A, a lot of people want to know. What are our season predictions for the Dallas Cowboys this year? How many wins do they make the playoffs? Do they do they win the NFC East? What are your thoughts? Yeah, I mean, I think as we stand right now, I, I you know, I think that they're, I think they will win the NFC East. I think that obviously that means that they'll make the playoffs. I'm thinking somewhere in the realm of ten and six. Seven now, ten and seven because of the ten to seven. Sorry, ten to seven. Yeah, yeah, and 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 I think that you know I think the Eagles probably will have a very similar kind of close to to record. I think it's going to be close, uh, the the race for sure. Uh, But I do think I am going to pick the Cowboys to win. I am going to make them the pick them to make the playoffs. I I think it's really too hard to kind of predict anything beyond that. Frankly, it's hard enough to predict that to be honest. All right, so I also have the Cowboys at 10-7 and seven this year. I think the Giants and the Commanders are going to be just bad, and I think the Cowboys are going to sweep both those teams. And I actually think the Cowboys are going to sweep the Eagles. Uh, I do have the Eagles going 10-7 and seven as well, um, but I do think the Cowboys win the division because they've historically, at least under Dak Prescott, have done really well against their division opponents. Um, so yeah, I, I've got them winning the NFC East. But beyond that, I, I I just have a hard time seeing them being able to beat teams like the Packers, the Rams, the Bucks in the playoffs. But I still think this is a very, very good team. I think by the time that they need to beat those teams, this could be a very different team. So it'll be interesting to see. Like that that's really the kind of the 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 thing for the Cowboys this year is it, how different are they gonna look week sixteen? versus you know week one like you know going into the end of the season versus going into the beginning of the season i will also say i feel like barring like a massive injury to Dak prescott like the range is pretty small here for the cowboys like i kind of feel like nine to eleven wins like 
there's like a 95% chance they end up with somewhere between nine and 11 wins. Other than that, like something drastically bad or good would have to have, have to happen for the Cowboys to be like a 13 win team. Right. Yeah. Because I think the level of improvement that, that we're, that we're you know shooting for is, is going to be ongoing. So, you know, I, I think, the 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 you, you may be right the, the seasonal range of outcomes is is probably pretty pretty short like it's not yeah. a very broad range of outcomes uh but i do think that it once if they get into the playoff the the playoff range of outcomes that's where it's wide. different right because i think that yeah like by that time the team could have grown or or you know in some cases i guess uh, uh gotten worse as yeah. the year as the year has gone on and and so those range of outcomes could definitely be a lot wider than maybe what we consider to be regular season range of outcomes. All right, let's get to uh, some more questions. But before we do that, we want to tell you about bright.co. Uh, just, I've had, we told this story a couple times of the podcast before I had a friend who lost an engagement wing, ring on the Ferris wheel. You don't want to be that guy. And you certainly don't want it to be splattered all over the internet. Like this guy was uh, the guys at bright coach jewelry insurance, make sure that you can get a replacement for the full value of that ring. No matter if it's lost, stolen, or you just misplaced it. It's the fastest and easiest and cheapest way to cover your butt with the best jewelry insurance in the business. These guys at Brightco uh, are just absolute geniuses. They've made buying insurance for your engagement ring, your watch, or whatever so easy that you can get covered in two minutes on your cell phone. That's it. You don't have to show up to you know a place. You can just call, get it done right there. We all hate insurance. But Brightco.co has turned the entire experience around. It's probably the easiest thing you're going to do all week. No excuses. Five bucks a month can get you totally comprehensive coverage, and it won't take you more than two minutes on your cell phone. Check it out. Bright.co forward slash locked on. Again, Bright.co forward slash locked on. That's all you have to do to get the absolute best insurance for your watch, jewelry, engagement ring, etc. All right, let's get to some more questions, Landon. Uh, this next one. Who do you think scores an unexpected touchdown for the Cowboys against the Buccaneers? I mean, this is the team of unexpected touchdowns, isn't it? Uh, yeah. Last year they broke the NFL record for most players scoring a touchdown, if I'm not mistaken. So um, who's the unexpected? Okay, I got one. Go on. Matt Farniak. Ah, there you go. That's a... Now that is unexpected, right? Unless yeah. you're a diehard Lockdown Cowboys listener. Um, yeah. What about like... Kevontae Turpin, right? Like, could I could see the Cowboys doing some kind of wild stuff with him, partly because I have a feeling in this game, if the Cowboys just play this like a straight up game where they're just trying to run the ball, get to third and manageable, and win that way, I'm not sure that the offense is going to be able to put up enough points. So they're going to have to find ways to generate offense. So maybe it's a double pass to Turpin. Maybe it's like a double screen that we saw them use at TCU with Turpin, like something like that to kind of just get the offense going. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, I beyond the fact that I, I think this, this offense wants to do stuff like that, anyways. You know, yeah. that that's kind of built in. So uh, I think Turpin is a guy that uh, is probably the actual good guess here, right? Of, of guy who could potentially score a well. touchdown. Farniak is is a guy that's like there's a. 0.2.5% chance that he's going to score a touchdown. There's actual uh, an outsider's chance that you, you could see Turpin score a touchdown. So if, if, if you're trying to get a bet going with those good odds, that may be, that may be the one to actually win some money on. 
more likely to score a touchdown, Connor McGovern, Matt Farniak, or Trayvon Diggs in this game? Probably Diggs, right? Diggs, yeah. I was going to say, I think Diggs. Uh, All right. We had several different people ask about the Cowboys 12 personnel, and if that's the way to beat Tampa Bay. We know that Tampa Bay was really good against the run last year. Do you think instead of the Cowboys trying to spread things out, maybe the better plan would just to be put some tight ends on the field and try to win that way? I mean, I think mixing it up is going to be the solution. You know, I don't think relying too heavily on one formation is is what this offense wants to do. I mean, I think they want to mix it up and 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 create mismatches and constantly keep the the defense guessing. Um, I think the twelve personnel is going to definitely be more useful this year than maybe it was last year. I would say, especially early in the season, right? Yeah, yeah, just to kind of provide some stability there, right? Um, and I think that the personnel talent is probably, you know, easily as on par at this point, right? Until you get Gallup back. So uh, I think the 12 personnel is going to be useful simply because it is also going to provide some protection options for your mm-hmm. quarterback a little bit. Uh, you got some a pair of young tackles playing. So having some tight ends over there, whether they're not, they actually pass block or not. I think it's just, just to clog things up a little bit. Right. Yep. So, so Jack Barrett and Joe Tryon can't get, free you know rushes off the edge like just to do some things like that it's probably the way to go at least and you're right the the answer is probably not just using one personal package it's going yeah. from 12 on first down to 21 on second down to 11 on third down back to something wild on the next first down like that's how you're gonna beat the buccaneers is by confusing them or at least a little bit yeah, and getting and finding the the personnel group that creates the biggest mismatch. I mean, it may not be as obvious to us before the game, and then once you get into the game, you see, you know, they may have a flaw in their defense that doesn't uh, account for what you're doing when you get into your twelve package. So, those are all things that you're kind of just you know testing weaknesses early on to see what's going to work. Uh, but I do think that you know they they will use a lot of twelve personnel simply because. I think it helps protect these tackles. It helps, you know, it helps in the run game a little bit. Uh, and it gives you opportunity to deploy guys like Ferguson and, and, and Schultz, who, you know, despite being tight ends, they're good, they're good receivers uh, and they can, you know, create mismatches uh, as needed. Uh, all right. Next question, Landon. Uh, this is from Gore. He says, it's fair to say that the NFL is a week to week league, but what, if anything, could the Cowboys take away from their week one loss last year? against Tampa Bay this time around? Well, I mean, I think, you know, they they threw the football a ton last year against uh, the Tampa Bay game. I think Dak ended up with something like almost 50 pass attempts or something like that. It was, yeah, they just it was, decided not to run the ball. Yeah, I, I think that that, you know, was a way to win the game, but I, I think that they would probably rather continue to control and run the football a little bit better than they did in that game. Uh, and, and just because, you know, you gives you more options and uh, than to have to get into a shootout with Tom Brady. I, I think that they definitely don't want to try to do that this year, um, especially early in the season without Gallup. Uh, and, and I think that, you know, running the football more effectively is going to help your young tackles as well. So uh, I, I'm hoping that they've they've done whatever they needed to do to kind of help change up the run game a little bit to give them some more options. I, I do think that they tended to try to run out of the spread too much last year. 
Um, so I, I think that they need to find a way to kind of find some stable footing in the run game. That doesn't mean running on first and second down uh, every down, but they do need to find more efficiency in the run game to be able to use that because if they become one dimensional in the passing game and suddenly this becomes a shootout, Dak is incredible. And, and I think he can, he can win a shootout with Tom Brady, but it's just probably not the best way to do that. You know, I mean, especially with an offensive line that's, that's, you know, could potentially give you trouble, a wide receiver core that's inexperienced. Uh, you know, Tom Brady is still Tom Brady and they have, you know, some good receivers on their side as well. Being able to control the game a little bit better with your run game and then allow your defense to kind of take the lead and some of this stuff and be a little bit more aggressive. That might be more of a winning strategy than kind of taking the risk of trying to go into a full shootout mode with uh, Tom Brady and the Buccaneers. Yeah, first and foremost, uh, neither t- team really ran the ball uh, a lot last year. So Leonard Fournette led the, the Bucks in rushing yards with 32 on nine carries. Ezekiel Elliott, 11 carries, 33 yards. Tony Pollard, three carries, 14 yards. And that's it for running backs for both teams. Like they just had no interest in running the ball. The Cowboys threw the ball 58 times in yeah. that game. Uh I actually agree with you. I, I think the Cowboys have to be better at running the ball. They can't have, I don't know, what did Zeke average? Three, what, 3.0 yards per carry last time. For me, it's finding different ways to run the ball, right? Maybe maybe this is a game where Turpin gets three carries, right? A couple jet sweeps, uh, a couple plays where you motion him in the backfield and you toss it. I, I don't think this is a game also where you want to run the ball outside because Tampa Bay is so fast, uh, with their linebackers, but maybe this is a game where you try to get Pollard involved early to see if he can, you know, hit a gap and make a, a lot of big plays. But I do think they've got to try to at least keep this somewhat balanced in offense. So there's not so many third and tens for Tampa Bay just to tee off on Tyler Smith, right? I think, I think, you know, some more power run game stuff where you yes. can down block on some guys like Vita Vea. Yep. Yeah. I, I mean, I think, you know, there's obviously a lot of wide zone in our in our offense. I, I think I would probably avoid that just because of the the things we talked about. The speed they're so fast, and they, yeah, they're and, so fast, and their their defensive linemen are so good against the run. Remember, they've got Akeem Hicks as well. So, yeah. and that's and that's the other thing you you got to worry about Vita Vey and Akeem Hicks back during those weak side runs. So you try to down block the guys inside, and then get some of your guards and tackles up to the second level to block. Uh, uh, some of these linebackers, maybe you'll have some some better success hitting those kind of plays. Uh, totally agree. Uh, all right, let's get to the next question. Another one from Goran who wants to know, now that the games are being played, we can officially stop saying that players are in the best shape of their life or it's contract season. Who is your pick to maximize contract season and ball out for a new deal this offseason for the Cowboys? Uh, he mentions Dalton Schultz, but he doesn't That's... want us to say that one. Uh, is there it. anybody else? <laughs> well, Dalton Schultz is who I was about to say. Yeah, Dalton um, Schultz is the obvious. He's going to have a monster season. We kind of know that. This is probably one that isn't being thought about a lot. But Tristan Hill is a guy yep. that you know could yep. really, really change his fortune if he had a big season this year. I mean, he's just been thrown every bad luck thing you can think of. I mean, he's he's, he's not always helped himself at times. But I think that he's gone through more bad luck than, frankly, he deserves. I thought he's had an incredible training camp. He's looked really good. He's going to be a heavy part of this rotation. He's a guy that could really, really change his fortune if he could uh, have a really impressive year this year. He's got every opportunity. He's surrounded by talent. Uh, This is an opportunity for him to make a whole bunch of money. 
Mm, that's a good one. I, I got a different one for you. What about Terrence Steele? Going into year three, he's eligible for a contract extension after this year. He'll have one year left on his deal. We saw a big jump in his play from year one to year two. Now, I know, I know a lot of people were worried about him because of some of the preseason clips and training camp clips, but what if he takes another step like he did last year and kind of establishes himself as a top 15 right tackle in the league? I could see the Cowboys rewarding him with a big contract next offseason. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, look, they've committed to him. I mean, they, they got rid of Lael Collins. They made him the starter. Uh, they're pot committed to him. So yeah. if he uh, if he does well and, and he shows out, I have a hard time thinking that they're not going to give him a, a, a bunch of money to hang around as an offensive tackle. Completely. Good. I would also say Connor McGovern, somebody who is in a contract here, right? Like yep. Connor McGovern didn't play at all as a rookie, was a backup in year two. Year three started to play a little bit more. We saw flashes against Tampa Bay last year, actually, of him starting to look like a good NFL player. What if he just takes a hold of that left guard job and becomes a average to above average guard in the NFL? We just saw Connor Williams get a big payday for Miami. Why couldn't Connor McGovern do something similar? Yeah, I mean, I think that McGovern could be every bit as good as Connor Williams, if, if not better. I mean, I think yeah. he has uh, – he doesn't quite have the development of technique that Williams did, but at the same time, I, I felt like he doesn't have the same kind of fatal flaw either. Mm -hmm. So if, if, you know, this is an opportunity that the Tyron Smith injury is more of an opportunity for Connor McGovern than it is for Tyler Smith. Smith was going to be on the field. McGovern is now kind of assured a start, starting spot, at least until Jason Peters comes back. So, um, and if McGovern I, I think, plays well enough, yeah, maybe, maybe he Peters doesn't. Doesn't come back, right? Yeah, it's it's kind of what we talked about yesterday. Is like the best case scenario for this team is that Connor McGovern and Tyler Smith play fantastic, and Jason Peters doesn't need to see the field. Right. Uh, right. If that if that works out, obviously another part of that is Connor McGovern potentially signing a big deal in this offseason, whether whether it be with the Cowboys or another team. Ezekiel Elliott. Yeah, I mean, I think that that's a good, you know, I mean, Pollard as well, right? Well, I mean, like, both I those think, guys, like whatever yeah. one looks better, I got a feeling they're probably going to keep in 2023. Yeah, I mean, I, I think, you know, we'll, we'll see. I, I think that the possibility at the running back position for 2023 is wide open, so oh, God yeah. only knows what's going to happen. Yeah. Uh, but I think that both of those guys, you know, uh, are, are could tend to either – make a bunch of money or potentially just not lose as much money for right. in the case of Ezekiel Elliott, uh, depending on how they play this year. So I, I do think that they're, that they, it's, you know, there's it's money on their the mind. Both those guys. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, all right. We got one more question to get to, but before we do that, I want to tell you about prize picks, pick two to five players. And if they score more or less than their prize pick projection, you win. And in fact, you can win up to 10 times your money on any entry. No competing against other people. It's just you versus the projections available. Prize Picks offers projections on just about any sport you watch. That includes NFL, NBA, MLB, NHL, PGA, college football, men's college basketball, women's college basketball, soccer, WNBA, esports, NASCAR, tennis, MMA, boxing, disc golf, Euro basketball, cricket, and more. Entries can be made in 60 seconds or less. It's that easy. Plus, they are operational in over 30 states and Canada right now. All you have to do is download the Prize Pick app or go to prizepicks.com to sign up and play daily fantasy sports. First time users can receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100 with promo code locked on. If you deposit $100, 
they'll give you $100. If you deposit $25, they'll give you $25. Uh, don't forget to use promo code LOCKDOWN at sign up for an instant deposit match up to $100. All right, last question, Landon. This one from Joe. Other than winning the game, what needs to happen on Sunday for you to be optimistic about the Cowboys for the rest of this season? I think, you know, uh, it's it's about seeing individuals play, you know, a, a lot. I mean, I, I think definitely my eyeballs are going to be on the left side of that offensive line. Yeah. I mean, I think that's that's clear. You know, that, it, obviously that's a spot where we've been waiting to see exactly what we're going to get. And it's a lot of unknown. We've only been watching Tyler Smith as a left guard. So a lot of us are seeing Tyler Smith play left tackle against professional football players for the first time. I mean, all of us basically are seeing him play left tackle against professional football players for the first time. Uh, I think that, you know, on the flip side of that, it's hard not to kind of be enthralled by what this defense can do. Yeah. Uh, if, if the defense, you know, shows out the way that we expect it to, if they, uh, are able to continue to stop the run against Tampa? Let's say, say they lose like 19 to 17, but it's the defense that's kind of carrying them uh, and, and they lose, right? I'll I'll still be encouraged because it's like, you know what? We know the offense is going to get better once Michael Gallup gets back, maybe once Jason Peters gets healthy. Like we can expect the offense to get better. But if the defense is like playing out of their mind and they lose, I, I'll, I'll still probably be pretty encouraged. Yeah, I mean, I think that, you know, the expectation as it is right now is that the defense should play well. I mean, I'm expecting that the defense is good. It's got talent. We've got depth. We've got continuity. The defense should be good. If the defense isn't good, then we sh- then we can – That's a concern, right? Work. If they, if they lose like 34 to 27, I'll actually be more concerned that way, right? Yeah, I mean, I think that's the, – the defense, you know, needs to show us how good they are. Yeah. Um, I, I think for the offense, they need to show signs of comp. Certain segments of the offense need to show signs of competence with the ability to improve, specifically yes. the left side of the of, of the offensive line. Some of the down roster wide receivers. If you see Noah Brown getting in there, getting two or three catches, that's great. You yep. see some of these down rosters get guys getting in there and then converting targets into receptions. That's really good. The, the hope, as you mentioned, is that you know, you're ramping up this young offense into, into being better as the road goes on. And with the defense, you've got so many players that are so good that you're going to be able to rotate them in and out throughout the season and, and to try to keep them fresh. So we need to kind of see a baseline of, of talent on the offense uh, to get provide us some kind of hope that they'll continue to get better as the season goes on. If Tyler Smith is taking sacks every single uh, uh, series, if Connor McGovern well, is getting pressure right? Yeah, you know, I, then it's time to rearrange some things and see exactly what we can do to kind of fix this. Uh, but I would say that if, if they get through the game, you know, like I said yesterday, one sack, one penalty, that's kind of the baseline for me and Tyler Smith. Yep. If you can get out of the game above that uh, great. or less than that, great. If you can, if you get at that, that's still fine. If you get more than that, we, we're at least problem. having a conversation about what is – you know, what are we going to do yeah. next week? Are we going to continue to do this experiment and see how it goes? I, I fully expect the offense to look choppy, right? There's probably going to be parts of this game where the Cowboys have three straight drives that they get one first down or fewer and they're punting back to Tom Brady. Like that's just going to happen, right? But what I want to see is like, hey, were they able to put together three really good drives where they were able to march 70 yards and get inside the red zone and get some kind of points? Like, that's what we want to see. And the hope is that, hey, once the offensive line gels a little bit, you'll get Michael Gallup back. 
those kind of the clunkiness will get figured out. But we need to at least see two, three, four drives that look promising, right? Yeah, agreed. I, I, it's just it's it's hard to kind of quantify specifically what we're looking for, but it's more just like we need to see like a level of baseline talent or belongingness. You know, there's there, yeah. there's it's not hard to see an NFL player or 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 group and to to see whether they belong in the NFL. Yeah. And that's we need to at least see that. You know, yeah. between McGovern and Smith. I agree. All right, that is it for today's show. Thank you for making Locked On Cowboys your first listen today. Now make your second listen, the ultimate pro football preview 2022. It is an eight-episode extravaganza to get you ready for the NFL season. The local team experts of the Locked On Podcast Network, plus a betting angle from Lee Sterling of Locked On Bets, all combining into one ultimate NFL preview. Search for ultimate pro football preview 2022 on your Odyssey app, YouTube, or wherever you get podcasts. We've got a busy week still. We've got the, the Locked On Cowboys crossover coming tomorrow with David Harrison of Locked On Bucks. Make sure you check it that out. Friday, we've got our preview for the game. Uh, we also have an NFC, NFC East crossover show that Landon is handling, which just by the way, last year, nobody picked the Cowboys to win the division, and yeah. uh, Cowboys ended up doing that. So just, just pointing that out there, Landon, before you do that show. Make sure you uh, – you, you stand strong up to those rest of those. Uh, uh, yeah, I, I definitely will. And I will try. I will. I, I don't know that this year the Snickers and laughter are quite a, as appropriate. You'll get uh, them, though. It's fine. I'll, I'll definitely, uh, yeah, I'll definitely uh, keep my face straight as best as I can. Uh, download the Locked on Cowboys podcast wherever you get your podcast. Follow Landon at McCoolBCB. I am at Marcus underscore Mosher. See you guys next time.